Welcome into the I-80 Club Wednesday night in the club. Wednesday night chat bag. Jeez. I mean, but we're in the club, though, are we not? That's are we true. Not in the I club? mean, but I also call it Wednesday night in the club when it doesn't have another name. So that's, that's sort of true. like the general. We need to get our branding consistent here. We for do. The, we've got we've got Wednesday night plus one. We've got yep, yep. we've got Monday night football in the club. We yep. did at least that may that series may be canceled after one season. Uh, yes, yes. We got, have the Saturday night after dark. Saturday night after dark. Look at all mm-hmm. the shows we have. Look at all these Lots individual shows. shows need Wikipedia pages. We have we have the Champagne Room. Which we don't didn't do very often, room, but we do but have the champagne room. No reason for it anytime. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. So this is a Wednesday night chat bag, and for those of you who haven't um, been, we've only done one chat bag, I think, before. Yes, this is the second chat bag. But it's it, it's basically it's basically an invitation for you all to sort of control the discussion a little bit. I, I yes. don't I don't necessarily think of it as a mailbag. Like, oh, if you could be an animal, what would you be? You know, that kind of thing. I mean, I guess you can ask that if you want to. But yeah, I, that'd be odd. I, it allows you to just sort of completely control the discussion live, um, unlike a lot of the mailbags where they're, you know, people aren't live watching them. Uh, we will take questions that we already have. We will take questions from the chat. We will have you guys interact with us during these questions that we're answering. Um, and, and kind of see where the discussions go with it. So, uh, it's the, uh, gotta be something different than chat bag. If not very original chat sack, I think chat, chat sack, I think oh. chat bag is very original. It's always mailbag and it's chat bag here, but it's the I don't chat mind, bag. I don't mind the chat sack. Actually, I do the chat sack. Good Lord. That sounds just, I mean, that's what John Bishop calls though. When we do like deep dives into questions from listeners during football season, cause they'll send in like four paragraph long emails. It will usually he'll call it the mail sack, and so he's like, "Let's reach into our sack for another question." Yes. So, ooh, Joe says the bag o questions. That sounds like a brand of potato chips. Bag o chips. I like that. I li- I just had some chips. That sounds mm. lovely. By and the he- way, a uh, couple things before we get going. If you're listening live, you're a patron. Hell yeah, we appreciate you. If you're listening before Saturday, you're also a patron. Hell yeah, we appreciate you. If you are listening after that, you're not a patron. Or maybe you are, I guess, and you're just way behind the times. Um, we could appreciate you. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Club. <laughs> and, Jack, wh- what did we decide? July 14th, our year anniversary, might be good to sign up before then because, certain, you know, grandfathers yeah. and such. Grandfathers. For, you know, get your grandfather to sign up. No, yes. We, yeah, without, cool. giving the, without giving the full details, yes. yes, think about it would be adva- advantageous to you to do it before July 14th. There you go. Yes. Perfect. Sack of inquiries. I like that. Chat Dion's Louis Vuitton. <laughs> club confessions. I like club are confessions. There, uh, are there fun. any questions on the Patreon? I didn't even think about that. Is there Uh I went I just went and searched. There was no uh there was no Did you put a post up there? Uh-huh. Them? I did. Oh, I have started doing you. that. I've started look I've started you putting on up the posts. Patreon. Wow. Yeah, either the morning of or the day before, asking for questions and sending. Because I I subscribed to a new Patreon at the beginning of this year, and they email. Well, they said they put out a post like every morning or the day before of every new thing, and I'm like, this is a good idea. Why don't we do this more often? So that's why I started doing it. So okay. that's why you I, get prompts. And stuff. That was nice of you. That was a good, a smart thing to do, and I didn't even know you did it. So good yeah. job. Brennan says July what? It's the 14th, July, right Jack? July 14th is, the, is our uh, anniversary. Is that a is that an anniversary? Is that a date? Is that a date it's of something? It's the day of our first Podcast? ever episode. The first okay. ever episode of the IA cool. Club. Date of yeah. the first first so yeah, one year anniversary yeah. and we have some yeah. 
We're gonna hopefully have some new things figured out. Uh, we'll, we'll and we'll roll out. We'll roll out the plan for season two in the club too. Yes, which we've yes. talked a lot about. Yes. We've got to decide. We have to decide. We have to lock it down. Yes, we we talked a lot about it. Um, yes, in, in the boardroom especially. But so it's like nothing that's gonna shock you. But it's things like we're gonna have a final decision, you know, about Monday or Wednesday, and yes. some of the other things that that we'll do as well, and maybe some of the new. Um, maybe some new benefits, maybe some new stuff going along with it. So Ooh. that is Ooh. the plan for that. Awesome. All right. You texted me the questions, but why don't you just pick the one that you want to start with today? Josh? Well, I figure we just go in order because that would make it easiest to just kind of knock yes. these out. Oh, and, then, and um, so, sorry to interrupt you, Josh, but we decided uh, we are just going to keep uh, the it says mailbag questions i need the name of whatever we call it chat bag questions chat bag i'm i will uh i think we'll just leave that as a permanent channel yep so if you ever like if you ever come up with something you think would be a topic we should hit or a question we should answer put it in there and then we'll always go back to it when we have these episodes so yes. that if is it's a, a question that you'd rather us answer in more of a long form yes. setting. If it's like a quick question, if it's like, just hey, a question, just put rumor? it in. Yeah, just put it in a text yeah. channel and tag us. But if you think it would make, yeah. if you'd like to hear it discussed by us and the chat, then yeah. then put yeah. it in there. So we won't. I did have a specific one there first, but now it's a general one. So okay. that is Perfect. the plan. All right, what do we got? First one was from Josh, and it was for me specifically. He asked oh, good. that I've mentioned I my off. tattoos. What was that? I said good. I get some time off. Yeah, there you go. You mentioned I'll, your I'll tattoos release. in past shows. Do you care to share what they're of? Yeah, so I have, let's see, I I, I have five or four. I, uh, yeah, up. I have four or five tattoos, I guess, depending on how you view one of them. I'll explain it. So the first one I got was uh, in the, the heart of my uh, divorce process. It's on the inside of my left arm. You can sometimes see it on the uh, on video when we're doing video on the radio. And it says, Still I Rise. I found a really cool font. Um, so I got that in December of 2017. So I was obviously going through a lot at that time. And so I just kind of needed a reminder um, and so I, I have that, uh, on the inside of my left arm on the outside of that. You can also see this on the radio a lot. I have, it's like, it's frames of glasses that I used to have. And so I got this right after I actually had my, my procedure done at Kugler vision, uh, shameless plug. And there's also the lenses are specific colors, uh, to represent my best friends because that was, uh, that was, so this is March of 2018. So this is right after the divorce was finalized and my friends, uh, had really meant a lot to me in that time frame, And so I wanted something to kind of represent the old me, but also, uh, moving forward. Oh, so the and, glasses and like are because you used to wear glasses. Bingo. And so, yeah, God, and, I never, and, I actually then, didn't ever knew that. Yeah. I thought and it was because you, you liked know, my, vacationing to sunny places. I do. I do love sunny places. I'm a big beach guy. And uh, and so, yeah, my and my best friends like we we had all there's seven of us. We'd all been really close, but it, it, it kind of changed a lot. I think it brought all of us even closer. So thanks to my divorce for that. Uh, and then the other two I have. Uh, so I have the state of Nebraska outlined on my uh, left calf. I saw uh, it's a runner at a race in 2018 who had the Kansas uh, outline and I was like, well, that's first of all, Kansas is boring, yeah. but also that's a really cool idea. And so my dad and I got those done together in November or December of 2019, I think November. And then finally, and this is why I said I either have four or five. So on my left um, thigh, I have run with a period in all caps, and that one I can like read if I am like looking at it. And then on the other leg, 
it says run, but it's flipped upside down. And so I'll, I'll, I'll I can send in a picture of that one. So uh, those are the ones that I have. And then I'm actually going to get a uh, tattoo of Banks when Rissa and I get married. We're both getting Banks tattoos um, next. Well, no, two months from now. Two months from now. Where August, are you getting so. that at? Not what? what We're doing that in Boulder. But oh, that's going to be on my left arm again. I'm saving my right arm. I have a sleeve idea for down the road. But so I just Dang, gonna you're going to be really tatted arm. up, man. I want to be. Yeah, I want to be. As I get older, I, I really I want to have a full sleeve on my right arm. Really? So it's a it's a yeah, it's a really long term process. Really long term. How bad um, is getting a tattoo? Is it is it hurt what? a lot? Is it take forever? Is it annoying? Uh, no, it's, it's like a bunch of little like pinches. That's how I describe it. It's just like getting your arm pinched. The the one that hurt the most, honestly, was the first one when it got up by my armpit. That really hurt just cause it's, it's so sensitive up there. But otherwise now it's, it's fun. Like the, the last ones I got, I chatted a ton with the, uh, with the guy who did it. He was also a runner. So he thought it was like super cool. And that was really fun. And you know, this, you know, when Riss and I both get banks, we're just going to, you know, we'll be there and we'll chat and stuff. And the artist that we found, she's in Boulder, super unique style. And so I am, uh, I'm really excited for that one. That'll be fun. What do you think the percentage of the I-80 club that has tattoos is? Oh, good I question. Run. I don't know. Like we don't, I see Josh Jabs say he's got one. I nice. see he's got one. So who else is tatted here? Zero for Matt. Dave none says none. Dave. Matt says none. Corny, Corny says has three. Tina has two. Wow. Nice. I should have known. I have no idea. Yeah, you're going to get the Orange Bowl tattoo, so that'll be awesome. Oh, yeah, the Orange Bowl tattoo. I seriously would consider yeah. that if I got a tattoo. Dude, that would be so I much I seriously fun. would consider that, but, like, on its own, it would – I mean, it's really I, – I mean, I guess it's significant to me in that it was, you know, it was my favorite sporting event of my life. Right. That yeah. that that game yeah. happened there. And there's still just that little logo is like gives me so much nostalgia and positive nostalgia. I can't believe it. But I feel like I got to yeah. integrate it with something else. It's got to be more than just standing alone. I don't feel like that's as it's not as meaningful. I can't stand by you with my orange bowl tattoo and you tell the story about the sunglasses one. And I'll be like, oh, I like the orange bowl. <laughs> be fun though it meant a lot to you in 1994 1995 like that'd be fun <laughs> that would be just, funny like, though I like yeah i went through this divorce i went through it was stuff horrible. my like, friends i like represent nebraska these, these, <laughs> i represent these two friends and have gone through this whole thing and i got this other i'm like i liked a football game it was, <laughs> it was a great game it really was though God, really i gotta was. think of something better than that but there's no way in hell i'm getting one of my dog jeez Dude, yeah, well, you don't like your dog. I, I love. love I, listen, in my no, I don't think that's not true. I, I love. I would be like I do. I do love him, right? Like, sure. I I can like, tell. No, it's it's hard. Um, like I would be, I would be very upset if something like happened to him, or like, or, or I'd be concerned about him, and I would, you know. And there are great moments like with him too that that I'm glad he's around. But there are just still so many negative moments that also come yeah. along with it. That yeah, it's like it's like I don't. It's not that I don't love him. This is, sounds so terrible, but it's it's like is the feeling of that love was it worth the the new love from that in my life for? what the cost of that is, which frankly is, which frankly, I mean, is kind of a calculation people do too, when they decide whether or not to have kids in some That's ways. That's why we're not having kids. Right? Like too much you, time. Would, too much you money. would, if you did, or there was an accident or something like 
you would like you would love them. Love you com- the hell out of them. You would completely would, but it doesn't mean For you sure. wanted them, right? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. And, yeah, and we, it doesn't I mean decided- it, it doesn't mean that your life is going to kind of go in the way that you you wanted it to at the time, right? So, yep. yeah, that's Yeah. And my, my plan, I don't know what Riss wants to do, but my plan is to get a tattoo of every one of our pets that we have, like in some form or fashion, just like a, a marker of them on, I think it'd be really cool. So, you know, we'll see if, if they can match the, I, I think this artist is going to be, it's just going to be so freaking cool. So I'm really excited for that. So yeah, that'll be my next one in August. The one, the sleeve idea, I won't even begin that one until at least like 2024, but probably beyond that, probably like, like at the end of the decade, that one is, is pretty far away. So they're yeah. expensive. So, you know, it's a it, it's definitely is a is a process in that way too. I I I don't necessarily have an opposition to getting one. I just can't figure out how it would look cool on me at all. Yeah. <laughs> like I just have no idea how it would look the, cool. Dude, or the be forearm, man, enough. the forearm looks awesome. It this is like such a cool spot. So find even, something cool for that. Even on like old balding overweight dudes, like nothing looks cool on me at all. So I don't <laughs> I don't think I there's anything. Um but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm like the only. I'm one of the. A lot of my family members have them. Do my yeah. mom? My mom has one. What? Really? Yeah, she got one like when she was in her fifties, I think, oh, with one awesome. of her friends. My parents they got one for their twenty fifth anniversary in two thousand eleven, and now my mom has one on her entire. So they just got the rings. They got ring tattoos. Since then, my mom she has one on her. Let's see. She has one on the inside of a of her leg, like a like a, by the ankle. But she has one on her forearm. She has a full forearm tattoo. My dad has like six or seven now. It's crazy how they started doing all of these. You know, late in their life, Brendan. Uh, it's twenty minutes on tattoos. We have okay, done a lot of tattoos. Sorry, geez. come on, Brendan. Come on. There's always somebody right, going to get chat. us in gear if we go too long on something. And we haven't talked weather yet. I'm though, interested. Brendan. I was Don't interested. Worry. That's coming in soon. It. That's coming soon. Um. Uh, Dave asks, this is a perfect question, given that we just did four hours of radio. What is the biggest misconception about doing live radio? Hmm. What it, I guess, let me ask this to the, to the, those that are joining us tonight. What are conceptions that you have about doing live radio? And we can tell you if it's wrong or not. Like, (laughs) I guess. Tell me your conception. We'll tell you if it's miss. I can tell, I can, I'll tell you this. Um. I think I've been asked before, like, do you get nervous still? And, like, the idea of nerves before a show, I don't know the last time that I was nervous on the, you know, in, like, the mic. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, like, in such a place of I peak energy-wise at 2 o'clock. I peak at 2 o'clock. Every, like, every day, I would say, is, is that is when my, I am most energetic. Yesterday, Jack, I was freaking exhausted. But, man, I got to 2 and I was ready to go. And so I guess that's not really a misconception, I don't think, but. Yeah, so I I would kind of start with that. Like I just I'm not nervous about being on the air. Yeah, man, I don't know what the it is true because I don't totally know what the the conceptions are. Uh, one of the things that isn't I don't think is quite you're asking, but and it does kind of happen a little bit now. But I always got this question when I started. They're like, "So your workday is done at nine? And I'm like, "Well, not yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, nine a.m." Or for you, like your workday starts at yeah. two. Well, yeah, really. yeah. They're... Oh man, that's awesome. You're only working from two to six. Yeah, nah, I wish <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no. I'm it's... always kind of thinking about radio. You know, like I'm always thinking about the show. Like I was eating dinner tonight and scrolling through Twitter, 
and I saw something and I saved it just for tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll look at that again tomorrow. You yeah, know? which I, I mean, everybody idea. kind of does, but every everything, your whole day is sort of preparation for, for yes. show prep a little bit. But there's other, I mean, there's all kinds of endless boring crap that goes along with it too that every job has. Yeah. Meetings. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've got meetings. We've got, oh. I've got, you know, exactly. we've got stuff we do with either productions or clients or a whole bunch of other stuff too that goes into that that you might not think of that we also yeah. do so well like travis says how often do bait debates carry over off air you know i would say less with sports like sometimes john and i will keep like talking about something but for the most like jack and i had a whole off-air discussion today and right before we went back on air we were like we should have just done that on the air yeah um it was thankfully at the very end of the show this things like bad off-air stuff or like was was 2020 i would say was the worst that john and i have ever been in it, over the course of months where it was i don't know i'm i'm usually really happy to go to work Th those there were some times in 2020 where i was not having a good time and off the air it was really it was just really tense i think all of everyone was on edge it was just not fun um and so i would say that so to answer that question stuff did go off air and it was it was not a good time it was it was really uncomfortable at times during during commercial breaks during 2020 yeah there i mean there have been a few a very small few times where something's gone into a break that where a break was tense for some reason but v very few and far between i would say like yeah. less th less than five times for me probably yeah. so before 2020 man like i think we had had like one fight ever and then i would say we had many more in 2020 <laughs> many more uh, Match Grabater says, what time do you have to get to the station for your show? Um, I get there. I usually get to work at 1.30, but I, I started, I sat down in my office this morning at 6.30. So, you know, I'm, but I, I also am not working straight through. I, I, I work around my running. And so if I have, if I know I'm going to be out for an hour with my run, I wake up at one time. If it's two hours, I wake up at another. That, that said, the summer is, summer kind of sucks in that regard, Jack, because like, any like i just want to get the run in is before the temperatures climb yeah. and so i'm often working at like 6 6 30 for yeah. me so yeah i get and, to the office at 1 30 and then i have the reverse day that josh does i immediately go on the air to start out my day i get to the building at about 5 30 um i do some prep there and then i'm done at nine and then like since the pandemic this has changed like i used to just i used to actually leave for a while and like go to lunch and, like come back but i usually get as much as i anything i need to be at the physical office for i get it done there and then i usually go home but sometimes there's meetings and other things that i'm staying for but i usually just go home mostly because i have a better setup here than i do in my office uh, it's quieter kind of and it's, it's quieter, quieter at home. and uh, yes and i'm and i'm in you've josh you've been in my office haven't you i'm in i'm in like a dungeon pit that no one is oh around. at the at the station yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. at the yeah, station like I'm not in. It's not like I'm in a cubicle in a room of people that I'm interacting with about this. I am in, like a corner dungeon. The only time people who peep that who the only people who talk to me are who people who go downstairs to use the basement bathrooms, if you know what that means. So oh. yeah, yes. They're just taking huge shits and they're like, "Hey, what's up, Jack?" That's yes, and and those are the only people I talk to. This is an interesting question. Uh, Dave wrote. How many? How long would it take for the out? We're just kind of staying on this topic. I know these are branching yeah, yeah. off of that. How long would it take the average person off the street to get to a listenable state? What do you think about that, Josh? 
I don't know. I mean, it. I think it starts like there are two things that I think of. You know, the first is just the ability to speak, right? You have to have the ability to speak and kind of make your points and do so in a timely fashion, but also be able to to talk for a while if you have to, right? Like, there's that. But I think being entertaining is maybe even more important. Like, if if I have a, a pie chart and those are the two things, I would lean funny slash entertaining a little bit more than maybe being able to talk well um i don't know how you think but like i think of the people that i ask to fill in you know i mean like you're easily like among the best because i know you you talk for a living <laughs> you're entertaining well, so it's like easy to yeah that's interesting. you do, do work show. with a lot of you do a lot of guest co-hosts i don't really do that so yeah, yeah. you don't have to name names but like can you tell yes there is there is there are people that i have done shows with over the years who are very good at like speaking, like generally they're not nervous about being on the radio. They're comfortable in that environment, um, but they're boring as hell. And it's just like, this is going to be a tough, tough four hours. And I think I noticed that I can notice it pretty fast and uh, it just makes the show a lot harder. And hmm. so, yeah, I, I don't, so I get, I don't, that didn't really answer Dave's question. I, would I don't know, you, man. Like, this, this might be, oh, sorry, go ahead, Josh. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just going to say, I don't know. Like I remember there was, there was this guy who used to cover Nebraska athletics named Grant Musil, and he filled in quite a few times. And he was someone I don't think he had like any on air experience. But very quickly, I realized like this guy is is good on the air. But all, part of it was like he wasn't afraid of calling people on their shit. And I knew him in real life, and so like that made the shows easier. But I don't know, like just a random person that's never done it before. I mean, it just depends on how well, nervous I, I guess. That's they how are I came the in. They show that's how I came in. Yeah, that's God. That's crazy. And I was I was terrible. Like, I, I yeah. know now I was terrible. I bet it took me, I bet I made a major step in, I would say, probably two to three years. I made probably a major step. And then I think yeah. I probably made another one. Like, I would say I've really, I mean, I think everybody's like, well, you improve every day at your job. But I think I had major steps of feeling like I was at a different level of improvement and comfort and those sorts of things. I think even probably... Three or four years ago, I had another one of those. Three, four, five really? years ago. That's awesome. So that would have been so twenty-eight. So that would have been after twelve years. Um, yeah, I feel, but I think that was more a result of me having just so many different situations with the how the show changed, co-host, interacting with three people who aren't co-hosts completely by myself. Like I've done every combo of all of those things, and yeah. so I think there was there was a point when I had to be more comfortable basically carrying everything on the show and not having a co-host um, because that's that really started about yeah about 2016 2017 and I think it took yeah. me a year or two to get comfortable with that interesting um, basically so yeah I would say you know because I started on air in 14 I would say that my first big jump um honestly it came with the divorce just like and I've talked to people who were like you know I didn't like your show and then you went through the divorce and I think you got better which I think is really funny and interesting in a lot of ways um so that was like 17 into 18 yeah and then I would say I would say after I decided to come back and, and not chase the Denver job in 2019 I would say that whatever happened at the end of that year I feel like that's when John and I hit our stride and you know I think we've been on a nice little run since then hmm that's yeah that's interesting yeah all right we still have a lot of radio radio things uh can a three host show work uh no hard very hard on a daily basis i, yeah, think I don't know really i've never really 
I've truly done a three host show. I I will say this though, man, having a co equal co host makes it a billion times easier to do a show than not having a co host. Yeah. It's incredibly oh. significant. <laughs> yeah, I can't it, imagine. It's a I huge. Can't imagine. That's why I get so excited about coming in to do the show with you or John. Uh, not because I I love Caleb, but he's not really my co-hosts. Um, yeah. Per se, he's running the board. He's the sports director. He's essentially the news director that's going on too. He's kind of like doing five jobs while he also chimes in on the show. And then Mark is in the newsroom as a you know as an anchor. And reporter, and so he's doing that job while he's kind of popping in as well. So having someone that is consistently there the whole time that is talking about everything that I'm talking about, it's just like, oh, it's such a great feeling. It's so crazy um, to be able to do that. So, and is the pay in radio as bad as they say? Yes, I would say yes. I would. Yeah, I would say yes, but entry level especially, it's tough. It's really tough if you're coming into the business. But there's tons. But honestly, but there's also tons of fringe benefits though too at least there are that come like even we were talking about this on your show today all these things we were talking about all the things i own that are expensive and nice and they're all things that i got as part of my job yes yes for me and and the ability to go to go to events and games and concerts and stuff concerts yeah that stuff is like like, my parents go to so many shows because of me yes because they ask and i can i can get tickets to things and it's it's real it's a great it's a really good benefit and like the benefit I don't take this lightly that I work from home half over half the day, dude. I get to hang out. I get to help, not hang out. I'm not sitting there with Banks petting him for six hours, but I get to do whatever I can with Banks in the morning. I get to eat lunch at home, like 99 percent of the year I eat lunch at home, um, and my dress code is non-existent at the office. I wore a, a golf polo and shorts today, like I was kind of dressed up for a normal show, so. Like that, those benefits I think are incredibly valuable. Yeah, you don't really see those in contracts, right? Like, and you're going to be allowed to wear t-shirts to work or oh, hoodies yes. in the winter. Like that stuff's important oh, to me God. to be able to dress like that. It, I totally agree. And then the other yeah. one for me is I picked both my son and my daughter uh, up until this year when I'm for every straight for like since every year since 2009 or whenever Johnny went to kindergarten, I picked them up from school every day. So See, that's so bad. I mean, like God, at, what a benefit. That yeah, is, right? I, I've been I've been able to always do that where I never dropped them off at school, but I was able to, you know, be with them in the afternoon and then right into the evening, obviously. Now I never really yeah. see them, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What else do we? Oh, thank you. I already liked it. I had to read that. I formation said my show is great. Helped him learn about oh. Lincoln and Nebraska as a non-native. That's wow, cool. Thank that's you. That's so nice. Look at you, Jack. That's cool. All I'd right. Always, I'd, I'd love to hear off a different spot, like what you <laughs> what you think we should do, like now, like going forward, and just like sort of. I'm I'm at just as as we finish up this topic, Josh. I'm just in yeah. a weird. I'm in a weird place with <laughs> with just figuring out what that show needs to be. It's really, yeah. it's really hard. And I'm you know I'm open. I've been open with the audience, even saying that sometimes. Because it's it's such a different show than exists on talk radio, in that I no part of it, very little part of it is me advocating for any side politically. Yeah, but I do talk about it. But I try my best not to. God, I cannot, I cannot not imagine to having to discuss people. that stuff and not really opining. That is crazy. I can't. But I understand like, why I you don't can't. want to. Yeah, I can't. I can't really. Um, yeah. Or I don't want to. I don't want to go through the. That's what it is. I, you don't. I, want I don't want to go through the repercussions. 
of yeah. it. And I don't want to go through not – I also don't think it would help my success either. Yeah. So, but anyway. All right. Uh, I, you want me to read the next question? Yeah, You. why don't you read the next one? Uh, the next one – hold on, I'm pulling Chess. this up. Um, Chess. I contend that the 2021 Skurs were better than Pelini's uh, – Let's see. He crossed this one out. But 13, his 13 team and possibly 14 as well. Am I crazy? And then he says, Ed, I changed my mind the 08 team. So he canceled the 08 one. But he said 13 and maybe yeah. 14. So is Nebraska 2021, not last year, but the year before, right? Is yeah. that is Are they popular or better than the 13 and 14 Pelini teams? I sort of have to, so look, at, I have to look at the schedule to like remind myself. So I would definitely throw the 14 team out of this discussion. 14, they got up to an 8-1 and start, and I know that they got absolutely rocked by Wisconsin, and then they lost to Minnesota, and then they lost to USC in a bowl game without Bo Pelini as their head coach anymore. They were fine. They were a fine team. 2013, I think that there is a discussion to be had. Here is why I will pick the 2013 team to beat the 2021 team, though, Jack. 2021 couldn't win close games. 2013 won a million close games. Plus, 2013 had, like, Kenny Bell on the roster still. I just, no. I Like, that quarterback situation was weird uh, after Taylor Martinez got hurt in, in 2013. But they still had Amir Abdullah on the roster. Um, they still had, as I said, they had Kenny Bell. They had a young Tommy Armstrong. No, thank you. 2021 was horrible. They, they beat, got lucky losing some of the games by a score. That team beat lucky. Georgia, right? 2013? Yes, in the bowl game. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I'm definitely taking 13. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm definitely taking yeah. 2013. Um, yeah, but they did got killed by UCLA, got killed by Michigan State at home. Oh, that UCLA game. Oh my gosh, they were up 21 to three in the first half. They won some. God, what a meltdown. They won some weirdly difficult. Dude, they road went on games. the road in Happy Valley. They beat Penn State in the snow. And by the, the way, they were great. The they beat, they beat Michigan on the road too, but neither of those teams was ranked. Oh, they did beat Michigan on the road that year. I forgot about that. Yeah. But then they had yeah. that crappy loss to Minnesota, right? Um, yes, that's the one where they gave the ball to Amir Abdullah like way too few times. He was averaging like eight yards a carry or something. Yeah. He had like 10 carries. Just dumb. Yeah. So dumb, I'll dumb, definitely dumb. take uh, – yeah, I think I would take the – the play, it, well, and then just comparing a player to player and stuff you could do too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Dave says it. There were a lot of games in 2021 where NU worked really hard to make the score look closer than it should have been. Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota, etc. Seriously, there's a world where they don't they don't make the 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 Illinois game a, a one score game in that season. I mean, like it already went into the crapper, but like where they get blown out a couple of times. God, what a weird year that was. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I'm just trying to look. Quincy Anunua, Jordan Westerkamp, Amir Abdullah, yeah, like, come Kenny on. Bell, yeah, come and on. Kenny Bell. Oh yeah, we, we were watching uh yeah, remember when we were watching that? Um, uh, we were watching that Oregon game on Be Kind Husker Rewind, and we were like yes. going back and talking about we like I didn't even realize that some of these players all played together at the same time. Because remember yes. that because they had the Stanley Stanley Morgan then came later after that, and Jordan oh, Randy Gregory came. was on that team. He had a million sacks that year. Well, yeah, like just going by NFL talent, right? You've got mm -hmm. you got a you got a decent amount of them. And yeah. then, and then it was, and then the quarterback situation, you know, I don't know about that. It was, that was a prop that was problematic because Taylor Martinez got hurt. And then it was, yeah. it was Ron Kellogg and Tommy. Armstrong. And Tommy Armstrong. Like it was, that was not very good. It was not very good. Yeah. So anywho, that's, that's crazy. Wait, yeah. so, so wait, so Taylor Martinez was on, am I just forget Taylor Martinez was on the 13 team. 
Dude, yeah, that was the year that they, the Does World it, Herald, their their cover was like, that the beginning of the season was like Speed Racer or something. Oh, Have yeah. you, do you remember that picture? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, that was that year. For some reason, and that was the year of the Hail Mary game, right? Yes. It's weird. It was the outs. It's weird. I just, seeing that highlight, I would even though I knew he, if he wouldn't have played, it was because he was injured. I, I like, weird. I don't associate that being in the Taylor Martinez era, technically. Yeah. Right? It feels like a later era. But that's because his Plus, career went downhill with injuries. Yes. Do you remember the the Michigan State game that year when they turned it over like five times? That was the yes. 2013 at home. Like there was the Jordan Westerkamp like muffed punt and it gave Michigan State the ball at like the five yard line. Yeah. God, that season was just yes. wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, all right. And the Hail Mary game is always on big BTN. If you, it is. Yeah. If you Big Classic, it. baby. Big all right. Classic. Next question comes from Kina. If you had to do any other job besides what you're doing now, what would it be? Mm. Jack, do you have I don't an answer? Know. I mean, the obvious answer is to go back and do something where my... I don't know if this is, like, r- realistically or, like, dream-wise. Like, what would your second Why don't you do both? Do job? both. I think realistically, realistically, I can tell you, uh, I would either... I would either probably find some kind... I probably wouldn't go into... I wouldn't go into, like, private practice or anything, but... If I could find a job doing, you know, maybe like a even a governmental job where they need an attorney uh, or if there's a company that wanted like a quasi sort of advisory legal counsel, something like that. Otherwise, it would be I'd probably get into some version of PR um, oh. would, would which is what all radio people do. Ton, That's there's, true. There is a and they get paid a lot more money. Don't they? We should. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah. Like it got it would have to be the right if I could get into PR for like something I cared about strongly. Yeah. That would be really cool. I would I would enjoy that, but it would have to be it would have to be that. Um yeah. That it, and yeah, just behind be a part of something that that I worked for whether it was an entity or a cause or something that I like felt really strongly about. I would love that to be That's a part cool. of of uh something else if I did it. And like dreamwise, I don't know. Non-radio would be like the thing I would really want to do. Outside of radio, I mean, it would if it it would probably be some kind of a similar content creator creator just not on radio. Yeah, it's kind of like what we're this, doing, but with more with more money but attached for, to it. Yeah, like yeah, or more independence, like be a actually an entrepreneur related to that stuff would be what I would do. That's the answer. Yeah, yeah. Matt what? says radio lets you work on making your public persona very likable and thinking on your feet. So anything you need to speak publicly is a good fit, in my opinion. Yeah, I've always wondered, like, I don't know what skills I have. I mean, I, 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 like, I can speak, I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah, like, I don't I do not do any of the normal stuff. I've never had a normal job. I've never had the boring nine-to-five cubicle. Like, So I don't know what responsibilities go into those types of things. So it's really hard for me to answer this question sometimes because I've been asked it before. Probably something with running. You know, I really love running. I really like talking about running. If I, If there was a world where I could review shoes and make a living and, like, Sweet, I can just get free shoes all the time and then I never have to buy running shoes again. Like that would be really cool. I I am I think I am a pretty good fundraiser as I have shown in in some of my recent years and Jack and I did one together uh in 2021 and we raised yeah. over $11,000. I forgot about that. Which is insane. Yeah. yeah, we did that in like a week. We raised 11 grand in a week. Yeah. Um now part of it was that we went viral and that was weird too because I've never had that happen to me before. But I, I do like, we I do like raising money for sometime. good causes. That's a, yeah. actually yeah, a, re- a really good full story. 
It uh, is. We yeah, we've never really told it in a public forum since that week, I don't think. Yeah. So yeah, that was the formal thing. Travis, right? I think that's called an influencer. Yeah, I guess I'll be an annoying-ass influencer about running. But, you know, sign me up. That sounds lovely. Yep. I just love running. I love All running. right. Next one. Sam says, between the two of you, who has more Riz? And then he asks Josh, who has the most Riz at 1620? And then he asks Jack, who has the most Riz at KLIN? And why is it Dan Parsons slash Mark <laughs> Vale? I don't understand any of these terms or words. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, Riz means charisma, by the way, for those who are wondering. Oh, charisma. Yes. It means it's slang for charisma. So when, when Livy rizzed up baby Gronk, the gymnast who's nicknamed Livy, it's short for something else. I can't remember what Liv, something else, was at LSU's campus, and Baby Gromp came and visited. They talked. <laughs> I don't believe I'm explaining the Baby Gronk thing. I know. And she was interested in him, and that was, it was, you know, jokey. And supposedly that made him commit to play for LSU. So since 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 he got lived up by Rizzy, Baby Gronk has become the new drip king, which that I don't quite understand. Yeah, I don't. I, I. Oh, yeah. Did you see I the Baby Gronk purpose... video with his dad? Did no, you... I, oh. I. This dad's probably a sicko. It was, I'm out on it was bad. It was bad. I'm out on parents who live vicariously through their children. I think that they are insane people. So, no, thank yeah. you. I agree. And no, uh, Mark Vale is the most risk at KLIN, definitely. Boom. Uh, at 1620, I have no idea who has the most, I don't, the most risk. I think it was, Happer. I think, I think it was Happer is the answer. Yeah. Uh, what are some concrete successful things that football programs are doing that Nebraska is not? One thing I notice, uh, this is a, from Matt, by the way. One thing I notice yeah. that Nebraska does not hire for top, top tier coordinators. I think the best players commit to the people who will give them the best coaching, and Nebraska usually does not have that. Yeah, that's, that's I think fair. honestly, that's one of the best he might have answered the question. Somebody uh, said this to me, Jack, a few years ago. Um, this was after the 2021 season that did not go well, and it was like when Alabama needs an offensive coordinator, they fire, they hire former head coaches. Nebraska went and hired a guy who was working at a credit union, and it was like, man, it kind of explains why one school is what they are, and another school is what they are. Like Nebraska's. We always talk such a big game about how they'll spend the money and they have all the money and they never they never do it on that type of stuff. The coaching staff is always, you know, up and comers or retreads or, you know, friends of the coach. And it's never like they went out and hired a bunch of kick ass guys that were going to, you know, even last year, like Whipple, I think you could make the argument at least he was kind of more in that mold. But him and Frost obviously didn't get along at all. Um, and, and, I mean, he even had his own faults, but, you know, outside of that stuff. So, yeah, they don't do that. They don't do that very well. I think Matt hit on it. The assistant coaches have generally been pretty poor. Yeah, that's – yeah, I, I, I think that's a good one. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Is there a lot more? What other things are – I'm what curious else? what you guys think. Are there other things they don't – I mean, here's one thing is I, I, I still think they don't um, – I don't know. This isn't necessarily a thing they're not doing, but they're still not particularly influential in their conference. I don't know if this really goes to what he, what he's asking, but I feel like they don't get. This is going to sound whiny, which I don't mean. Oh, they get hard schedules and others don't. But I just don't think they've got a whole lot of pull in the conference. Still, it feels like or the conference. But does is, that is that ultimately matter on why they're not like good? Probably not. That's why I kept. Yeah. That's why I kept giving disclaimers. Okay, sorry, bad yeah. answer. No, no, it's okay. I just was asking. Um, um, analytics would that be one? That's a good question, Oscar for MU. Yeah, not 
I don't know how much they're doing it. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, they look like the last few years. Um, they have not had attention to detail. Now, see, this is an interesting question because it's like, how much of this is Nebraska as a place versus how much of this is the last staff? And I know that the the issues go beyond the Frost era, but I mean, the last few years, there's like you can put a magnifying glass on a lot of the issues that they had, but a lot of those come back to Frost and and his coaches versus the university at large. That said though, I mean, we just hit on the, the coaches stuff, the, the assistants, like that is kind of a through line of all of these, of all of these things. It, it seems like the attention to detail is going to be at a completely different level. An eye formation. Yeah. He points out, I feel like Nebraska does work with CFB matrix and with analytics stuff. They definitely do. They, they buy with Dave. Um, and then the, uh, Adam McClintock guy, like I know that those guys work for the university, like they get paid by them at time. I don't know exactly what they do, but I'm pretty sure that they helped him out with the coaching search for Matt Rule. So at the very least, they've done that. Do you want to know another one that's even more sort of on field since my last one wasn't? Is and this is going to be a broken record for me, but develop a stable of quarterback depth. Yeah, I mean the the look at look at the the teams that have still succeeded when you know obviously Alabama, right? They got yeah they had. They they brought in their backup in in the national championship game, right? Yeah, and there are Hell, others. Jack, I think that you couldn't you just to. say quarterback in general, like or think quarterback about, position? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like isn't it wild that like in this era of offenses and explosions of things that they still have never had that guy? Well, like Tanner Lee got drafted, but like come on, that was all based off of measurables. They've never had that guy where you're like, wow, that agent. dude is a baller you know yeah so i think that's I mean, a big one yeah it's it's uh i mean it's casey thompson and then zach taylor right that's yeah for i for mean a decade. And adrian was solid one year and, and taylor Adri- martinez was yeah, big was yeah. big Ten offensive player of the year but like everyone has faults like zach taylor's arm was not very strong he he that guy was all about brains and toughness and like he he took that as far as it could go taylor martinez was a freaking roller coaster just so up and down adrian martinez like I don't know what the hell happened with him, but mentally it seemed like he just lost it after his after his first year. Casey Thompson had limitations. Like everyone has had, you know, a variety of issues. They've never just had like even that quarterback where you're like, like they've never even had like an Anthony Richardson. And and like I guess maybe that's just way too overblown. But like he's a first rounder. Like they've just never had that's, that guy. You know who that like, is? Jeff Sims, maybe ideally. Maybe that's, it's Jeff Sims. That, yeah, uh, no, I mean that's the guy that when you talk about that Anthony Richardson thing. Like just total measurable. That's that's what that's probably the the best case scenario that you're thinking of, right? With Sims, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Where people are like picking him to nitpicking him to death going into the draft, like sign me up, man. Well, that because one, that, well, because one of the things you were hearing was that when they were making the decision, Sims versus Thompson was that Sims is the you know the the more likely NFL guy of the group, yeah, because of his measurable. Yeah, yeah, they love that. So, I don't know. That's a good question, though. Is like how how many of those? I mean, have the assistant coaching hires, like, had they been better? Had with the tenure of Frost or the tenure of Riley been better? I don't. I mean, good question. I don't yeah. know if I can say that. So, but like, if they but, have, if they have a, let's say, like an all conference caliber quarterback, and but, maybe like a lower level All American, like, what's that worth? Oh, you know? well. <laughs> Wins above replacement, tons. But yeah, I mean, it's just like Jack. Those quarterbacks Three, four, have been five. like. Um, you can name so many schools that have had that type of quarterback, and like sometimes it means just eight wins. But Nebraska hasn't even had that. You know, like Dirk. 
Dirk has talked about this a lot. When he'll do like the list of teams that have made BCS or New Year's Six Bowls, that have played for conference titles, that have won conference titles, and it's like all since like oh one. And it's so many schools. It's 60 schools or whatever. And it's like, and Nebraska is not one of them. The fact that they have not fallen ass backwards into like one of those guys one time that then like we could nitpick going into the NFL draft. Like, isn't it wild that they've never even had that guy that people are like, yeah, but I don't know. I think he's going to suck in the NFL. It's like, that's fine, but he was good in college. Yeah. (laughs) Like they haven't even had that guy. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like they used to. And then uh, I guess this isn't really a thing that they're not doing intentionally, but the one thing I, I still come back to is just the the incredible run of turnover. I won't say bad luck because it wasn't they were well, many of them were just bad play, but there's just not being able to fix those turnover issues yeah, systemically. It's pretty crazy. Not being yeah. able to do that it's because through line again through multiple coaching staffs. That but that has been as responsible for the lack of success as anything. And I mean the turn not even just turnovers given away, but the overall turnovers got versus given away turnover margin yeah so yeah it's bad it's not good all right that was depressing um... yeah awesome uh dpm asks what player from any sport do you wish you could have seen in person but never got the chance to what about a husker player you wish you could have seen what husker Ooh. game do you wish you could have seen so it's three questions in one basically you get to go back in the past uh the the first one is the easiest one because anytime someone is like, hey, what team do you wish you could have season tickets for? Or what team do you wish you could go back in time and watch? My answer, surprisingly, is not football. It is the 1927 Yankees. Uh, so going back and watching wow. Babe Ruth, I think is cool. Uh, let's give a, uh, a, a backup, a, a runner-up being red, the Red Grange game against Michigan when he just murdered them in cold blood. So I will start with that one. That's wow. the player that I wish I, I could have seen. Like, I... Dude, I miss the Tommy Frazier era. So, like, I, I'll, I'll say, like, I don't know, the, the, the Fiesta Bowl or the, yeah, the '96 Fiesta Bowl. But then he asked, "What Husker game do you wish you could have seen?" Uh, you know, I'd love to go back and see the '78 Oklahoma game because everyone says it was just awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, the, so that's, the Jim that's Hill and fumble one. Yeah, yeah, or uh, the '92 Colorado game because everyone says it's just the loudest game of all time. I still think well. Some people say ninety four is, and I still kind of think ninety three Oklahoma is uh, more than that. Oh, um, for me on that is that all of yours? Yeah. What player? This is very cliched and very easy, but absolutely is my choice. Would be I never saw Michael Jordan in person play. Oh, that's a good one. I yeah, mean, that's a good one. I think that. I don't know. I think that's. In, I mean, I watched tons and tons of him, but I never saw him in person, and by far. I probably could go back and think of like unique historical ones like you did that are probably better, but bottom line, it would, it would always, it would always be that for me. Um, let's see. The second part of it was, where did it go? I lost it. Oh, what about a Husker player? You wish you could have seen, uh, that one's easy for me too. Johnny Rogers in person. Oh, I would that's have a good loved, one. I would have loved to be able to see in person just kind of how his superiority over the people that he played against, how that measures up against guys who are superior over the people they're playing against now, especially at the returner position. Um, but, and, and then just to kind of get a, you know, I know you can watch those games, but to really just get kind of get a sense of how to use him and what, you know, what he was, I have a little bit of a sense, but not of a lot of exactly what made him so unique. So I think that would probably be, probably be mine on that question. And then, what Husker game do you wish you could have seen? Like, I assume, yeah, I assume that's been a lot. It, again, probably 
an obvious one, but I would have loved to, and I don't know if he means be in person on that one or, or just seen, yeah. but I would love to have felt what the emotion like was I, like you think of the national championship games with me. I think of the 71 game of the century. Like I just oh, like when I yeah. hear people talk about the way that was consumed nationally and the level of, of that right. And just the attention on it. Like that was, I mean, man, people around the country treated that like the Super Bowl. It, it got it, like 50 million viewers. It's yeah. a wild, a wild, yeah. yeah it's like, crazy. I don't think I can completely, just because I wasn't around in that era, but I kind of, you know, the 80s weren't all that much different than that. But just having, just really to have been around the entire atmosphere of that game and then Nebraska coming out on top. And Johnny Rogers played. So then I get to kill two birds that's with a good one, one stone. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what do you think the absolute ceiling for Nebraska's football program is a single national championship still attainable from JBD three? I don't, Man. I don't, I just don't think that they can ever recruit that well again. I think the game has changed too much. And now, especially in the playoff area, you're going to have to win, you know, just in, in like the, from the raw basic standpoint, you'll have to win two or no, you'll have to win three, if not four games in a row against yeah, but the playoff like, era helps, right? You agree the play, the playoff era helps. Yeah. More margin for error, but, but it just, it also just makes it tougher because you have to win those games. Like I think that in the annals of Husker football history, they actually might have the same number of titles, but they probably come in some different seasons instead because they peak later in the year, like 1982. I think that team just was on a roll by the end of the year. You give them a playoff, they pr- probably win. But like 1994, had they run out of gas by the end of that year? I don't, I don't know. So um, I just, I don't think that they can recruit at that level. I think that that is, that is the thing that's going to hold them back. It's just too difficult. I still just wonder though, if, and, and that may be true, but I still wonder too, if just a lot of, if there, there's going to be, this is a, just learning from the sport. It's cyclical. Programs, teams go up, programs, teams go down. And, yeah, it seems like forever that Nebraska's sucked and they've fallen behind, but teams that have sucked for much longer than that have risen up, right, and in unexpected ways and been contenders for a national champion and then sort of just changed the historic perspective on them. Um, and I I think I, – I, I do think it will be cyclical. Like, I don't think – I don't necessarily think Georgia in 15 years is going to be the Georgia that we know now. What is the South? You think it's just regional? You just think it's about the yeah, locations? Because, like, I mean, 15 years ago, if you're like, I don't think, well, first of all, that would have been like Florida. Well, Florida. So 15 years ago, it was Florida winning. And if you would have said, I don't think Florida's going to be this way in 15 years, I'd be like, okay, maybe you're right. But the South still is. Okay, and let me ask you this question. Think do you think Notre different. Dame can win a national championship? No, I do not. What? Okay. I don't. I don't agree with that. I just think that the population centers of the country have made it too difficult. Right. Jack, Notre Dame's been further away from a national championship. Well, I guess in my lifetime, you know, they've won it literally the year I was born. But otherwise, like, they, they were in the, the playoff and then they get on the field. 10 years ago, I mean. I know, but then they got on the field and they were, they were, they, they looked the, so far away from being at that They were in the playoff like three years ago. And then they lost by a lot of points. Well, I mean, I just, if you can get to, okay, if you can get to a 14 playoff, you can win a national championship. I don't, I disagree. You, like, you. You think no, TCU you can, can win a national title because they made the title game last year? Yes. Like, I don't think so. Wow. Uh, absolutely. They would have. They mean, lost by a billion what points. What if they got a freaking pick six on the first play of that game? Or, the, or you know. And they would have lost or 65 whatever. Or whatever. there's 14. a major injury on the first. I mean, the, yeah. If you can get to the championship, you can win a championship. Absolutely. Nah, if you can get a, If not. you can get to a playoff, you can win a playoff. 
So you think Michigan State can win a national championship? What? You think Michigan State can win a national championship? I mean, yeah. I don't don't feel any differently than I do that Michigan could. Oh, Michigan definitely can. They recruit better. Okay, but in... I, I don't that's know if that's going to happen. Gonna Who's Michigan, Michigan and Michigan State's coach is going to be in 2030? I mean, I have no idea. That is I such mean, a temporal see, thing you're talking about. But the the part about Michigan and and some other schools is, like, they're always going to put, like, they're always going to spend a lot of money. But I'm with Brendan. Even Michigan is a stretch. Like, I think they can, but I have to squint really, really hard to see it. Really, really hard. I can't imagine thinking that about a team who was one, or I guess in this case, two games away. From from having it. I, I, Jack, I guess think about it from this perspective. You, Ohio State. It, it, we all agree Ohio State is like the crown jewel of the non-South in college football, right? The crown jewel. They have won two championships in our lifetime. Like, they, it is so hard, and they have only done it twice since you were born. Like, okay. ugh, it's just here's it's so hard. I guess it's here's so what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with your systemic arguments about programs in the South versus versus programs in the North and that they won't be there. But I think the playoff is a huge equalizer. And I think given circumstances in a certain season, you don't need to be the better program. If you're in that playoff and you have to win two games, literally two games. I mean, but, but Jack, it's going to be three and four in, in two. Although one of them's probably, you know, the, the teams that we're talking about, if they have a hot season, if Michigan State gets hot and gets hot and wins the Big Ten, they're going to have a home game too in the first one against a team that's significantly worse than them at that point. So I don't know. Like, there's no way I'm going to say that there's zero chance that you could get into this one or two game situation and you've got zero chance of ever winning that game. No way. I hope you're right. No I way. would love Especially for you to be right. With how much, uh, how cyclical things are. Notre Dame. I, I, I can't believe you think Notre Dame is never going to win a national championship again. I, I, can't I would believe be stunned. It. How many have they won since you've been alive? One? Like, dude, this it's not the 50s anymore. Like, it's just a di- – Michigan has won one national title. Like, all the schools that we're talking about have won so few since you've been alive. And, and all of their success comes in an entirely different era. Like, Notre Dame is uh, – this might be a bit of a hot take, but – they are like a just a richer man's Minnesota at this point with their success coming so far in the rearview mirror. You know, same with Michigan. I know, but again, I think relatively like, do you think you're still taking a relatively short period of time. I have a harder time believing that. I have a hard, but that's not well, about you're like you'll you'll even entertain Minnesota winning one. Any I I I do when the playoff is again, they've ex, they've expanded when more teams can get in the playoff and they can go on a you know, two to three game run of unexpected wins. Yeah, I think two. I think you can put two games together. It's absolutely possible where circumstances happen, right? And you pull an upset, no doubt about it. And you might lose nineteen out of twenty in that situation. But I would d- not rule it out because there's such a better chance to get in the playoffs now. I think the thing that, like, I guess I am having a hard time figuring out is, like, what is happening in the sport that is allowing for these northern schools to have success at this type of level again? Because that's the thing that... Who's the model? Look, maybe population will shift again, but, I mean, not, to, you know, stick to sports, climate change and such. Maybe maybe that happens. But yeah. I just, I don't know, man. And the again, schools that are rich are rich as hell right now, and they keep getting richer. And Travis said, too, they can only have so many of those best players in the transfer portal is there, too, now. See, that's but gonna, that's going to democratize though. it a little bit. 
here's the thing though. So there's this there's uh the this writer, Bud Elliott, he keeps track of the blue chip ratio. And the blue chip ratio in the simplest terms is the percentage of players on a given roster that are four or five star players, right? So he started keeping track of this, I don't know, fifteen years ago. Alabama going into this season is the highest blue chip ratio of all time. So like that theory I under I, I agree in principle, and yet the statistics say actually no. The top schools are getting more of the talent now than they ever have before. Jack, Bama's roster is ninety percent four or five stars, ninety percent, and and like fifteen years ago, or no, maybe no, a ten years ago, I think they were like seventy. It, it's it's just it's changed so so much in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong on this. I uh, I hate I hate it. Just it sucks because I'm worried that this is college football now forever. And, you know, it'd be nice to be wrong. Yeah, I see the South. I mean, yeah. It, it, I, I think the point Brandon had was that these are all from the South. Yeah, uh, basically. It's like I the mean, South, USC, and then Ohio State. Those are the champions. Right. Right. And and I know that, but guess what? None of those were done in an 18 playoff. 12. Remember, it's going to be 12. Oh, yeah. Tw- a 12 team playoff. Even better. None of those were done in a 12 team playoff. They were all done in. Well, it goes far. They were done it goes in, as far you know, back yeah, as the BCS game, but yeah, or, yeah, or a fourteen exactly. playoff in that, and yeah. it's harder. It's going to be significantly easier to it's incredible. It's going to change a ton about who wins national championships. I think. I hope so, man. Again, I hope so. I would again. I'd love to be. I wrong. would. Pr- I would. Yeah. I yeah. Th- it is going to look a lot. It's going to look a lot crazier and less consistent. I would guess for the next twenty years. But I realize that probably isn't a popular or widely shared thing. I just, yeah, I think you're position, going against the grain on this opinion. I think the playoff is is going to affect this way more than you're giving it credit for. I hope I'm wrong. I I'm worried that it's going to get not worried. I'm excited for the playoff. I don't want I don't want a world without it. But I'm worried that it's going to give the good teams more margin for error, where they can come back through like, oh, you know, Bama went nine and three, but then they got hot and they won the national title. Like, I think we're going to see some of that. I don't think that we're going to see like the TCU's breakthrough and win. Matt asked, other than Nebraska, Ohio State, what other Dorian schools have won natties in the past forty years? Um, it's Michigan, Notre Dame, no, Notre Dame. And that's that's it. Is I that think it? that's Michigan, Notre Dame, Nebraska, and that's Ohio State. Colorado I think didn't that's... ever have a national championship, right? Uh, no, man. they did. I don't they know had, how you yeah, view no. them. Oh, Washington. Washington. Wash- you know, that's Pacific. yeah. Washington Washington's. had uh, yeah. Washington yeah, Pacific did. Northwest. Yeah. Colorado yeah. did. So yeah. So there's a few more. Not a lot more. Yeah. But I but mean, I mean get again, like. like it was Oklahoma, but that's yeah, you're right. I mean, it was Oklahoma and my, it was still the South. It was different South school. Oklahoma. I don't know if you call them the South necessarily, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot closer yeah, to Lincoln than it is West. to Miami. But yeah, um, yeah that like was Travis says. Do you split right? Yeah, they split with Georgia Tech. Split, yeah, that's right. Georgia. That was your Nebraska played Georgia Tech in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, Nine, they, nine, they played both national titles. They played in the both same national year. championship. That's a tough teams. schedule. Take that. Guys. Yeah, that's yeah a tough I didn't schedule. hear anybody whining about that one. Yeah, yeah, because Nebraska was good back then. Yeah, but let's see. But those are mostly right on the edge of transition. Take Florida State, Miami, rise onward. It's been a Southern. Yeah, it definitely has. A hundred. Yeah, a hundred percent. Those are those are the the major exception. The the Northern schools when they did win it. Um, mm-hmm. It would be so. Who do you think does it? Let me ask this question. And I know we're late on this, but I think this is an interesting discussion. Oh, I was going to ask you a question, but I know the answer. What school does it best in the North? What's the model? And that's Ohio State. Yeah, so Ohio what's State, Ohio yeah. State doing? Ohio State spends a ton of money. Um, they 
they spent a ton of money. They're in a in a good spot in recruiting. They um, they own their state that has lots of talent, and they can recruit nationally. So like they got that going for them. But I do not think that we can underestimate their ability to spend a shitload of money when they have to or when they want to. Like I know Urban Meyer turned into like this whole kind of caricature of himself, but dude, they had Jim Tressel, and then they had Luke Fickle for a season, and they were like, we're gonna go get the best the best non-Nick Saban coach in the sport, and they got him. And, like, I, I am definitely, like, it's a bit my my Ryan Day stuff on the show, but I think I definitely think there's a lot of born on third base to Ryan Day, but that dude is also smart as hell and is a, a preeminent offensive coach in college football. And, again, they recruit they recruit so well. They're in a great area. Like, they, I mean, they just check out. They're, they're a blue blood. Dude, I don't know. They they are, you know, like Nebraska from 62 to, to 2001 just in raw success. That's kind of what they are, but like forever. They they are so rarely a bad football program. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And and just trying to identify that in as you can't duplicate the population. I get it. And maybe yeah. that's the that's really the thing that separates them. Um, yeah, huge high school but, football state. But on the other hand, then out. Notre Dame should have been able to do that then. Yeah, right? but I I think the sport has just changed a lot. Or, or Notre pick Dame another was one. able or to pick, have success. Or, and that's and that's fine. But pick it or pick another one there. Another school that's similar that is close to population and has some level. Well, of then success. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's Michigan, the next one. Yeah, and look at them. Like they've had they've been lost in the wilderness at times in the last two decades. Now they finally come out of it. And I think they're a great program. But like, dude, they they played Georgia two years ago and they got smoked. And it's like, damn, you know. They finally got over the mountain of beating Ohio State, and then it still showed how far behind they were. Right. Far behind they were. And I know Notre Dame is in Indiana, but Chicago, I mean, there's you, – you Notre Dame's more national than anything. They're, yeah, they've got – and they're and they're near population centers. They're not. Sure. They're not. I mean, it's no different. Plus, I mean, yes, I get it. It's in Illinois versus – they, And they also came up, Jack, in an era of like – they they were able to do the national stuff in in an in a spot in our history when it was just such a regional sport and like I don't think that that can be underestimated, you know. Now looking back on it, but like it's as big of a brand as Notre Dame still is. I mean, like my generation kind of views them and they're like, why do people hate them so much? Like I just don't think Notre Dame does what they they don't move the needle like they used to, and I think that that can trickle down into recruiting. Yeah, I I was the same. Well. I kind of was too. I was always surprised how much people hated Notre Dame because I remember when they would play Michigan, I would always be like, uh, "I'm cheering for Notre Dame in this game," and they did, could not believe that. So. Yeah, I like when Notre Dame is good. I, I think it's fun for the sport, but it's more fun be, just because you know people lose their mind about. Well, them. They play Ohio Otherwise, State this like, year, I don't so care. we can compare them directly. There you go. That'll be fun, man. That'll be a good time. Yeah. Um. Okay. I lost. I lost my phone. Do you have another question? Yeah, uh, should oh, we just do this last one? It's on the sure. page two. It was on the second screenshot. All right, it's another Nebraska one. Joe asks, in 20 or 30 years, do you think Nebraska will still be playing in Memorial Stadium or will they have a new stadium built by then? I don't 20 or 30 years? <laughs> will there be 20 or 30 years. I mean, geez. I, um, so here's my argument for why they will still be playing there. It's the future. Thinking about just years in the future now, the future – Everything's moving so fast. Like, that's hard to even get my head around right now, what's yeah. happening in 20 or 30 years. I uh, I think they will. 
And the reason I think they will is because they're about to pump millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into the stadium. And so I don't, I do not think that, that it would fly if they were like in 30 years. All right, time to tear it down the place that we just fixed up, you know, two decades ago. Yeah. So I think it's going to, I think they'll still be playing there. Um, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just read, I, I, I've just been reading too many articles about, you know, AI and, the changing of the what, world. What's by, AI going to do? Changing what are they, of the world AI? by technology. Well, I mean, we're all. It could lead to human extinction. Could be a existential. Threat, oh, so you're more worried about things. just like us dying? <laughs> I just yes. I'm just in a weird oh, place right sure. now where I'm thinking like th- thinking 30 years in the future about what anything will be okay. like feels completely impossible. The football games won't happen in Memorial Stadium. They'll happen in computer chips in our brain. Is what I'm thinking. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah, that's yes. depressing. So. Wow. Okay. Well, we didn't have to a, end what a on positive that. way to end the. the we didn't the have chat to. You can ask one on. more if you want. Good lord. All right. Let me. Uh, Sorry, let me I, I don't usually talk about. Good lord. Complete end of the world stuff, but. Uh, here we go. Uh, G Shram asked, "What is your biggest against the grain take on a local topic? For example, one of mine is Rex Burkhead was extremely overrated. Hell yeah! What a take. <laughs> I like. I for the record, I agree with that take. Rex Burkhead. There's a very Obvious reason why the white running back became the most popular player in the state of Nebraska. I don't think I have to say much more. Uh, huh. Uh, so local topic, you mean like a local football topic? Is that? Uh, it could be anything, I guess. Means? Do you have any I mean, local, local anything topic you're against the grain I on? go against the grain on, and I do this every day on the radio, um, or and have for years, is that I like it when the city puts more roundabouts in. Unlike yes, everyone I talk to, to talk to, they hate it. And then I'm always like, do you want a four-way stop? Four-way stop. Go to Des Moines if you like four-way stops. They've got them at the dumbest places. And they've got them everywhere. And people come up to them at the same time like, you, me, you, me. Uh, and then you sit there and nobody knows who's going. Four-way stops drive me insane. And you know what we all also hate? Stoplights. They're everywhere. So let's not do either of those and put roundabouts in. But, the, the I mean, the majority of non-traffic engineers in Lincoln whine about them all the time. So blows my mind. That's how my, that is my with roundabouts. That's, that's my there. That's about my most political take I'll do on here. Um, football wise against the grain football takes my, I mean, my, my clear, I'll, I say mine all the time. So everyone knows them is that the Nebraska, Oklahoma rivalry was not based on yes, the level of respect. It's, it's characterized by a, a whole bunch of people. And I don't, I don't know who they are or why they do it that way or if they just experienced a different time in it than I did. But Bishop, this is one thing that Bishop and I totally agree on and we're completely against the grain of everybody else. So mm. that, but that's, that's again, I'm about the only one who, who can even talk to that having truly experienced that during the eighties. Um, but yeah, that would be probably, that's probably my, I think that's probably my biggest one i'd be i should have a player one or something else a controversial one but i say everything that i think so you probably know it already i don't know what mine is you know like for years it would have been that scott frost is a bad coach but eventually people came over to my side of the argument so i don't know i don't biggest against the grain take that i have right now can you think of any takes of mine jack that is against the grain um Um, like i think name image likeness overall is like cool like i don't have issues with it and i guess i know that that really upsets a lot of people um like i'm totally oh that's what it is i guess i am totally down that it is pay for play even without it being pay for play like you know i don't i don't it doesn't bother me 
I guess that maybe. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's not local. That's not. Local. No, that's you're right. That's not where you're the the local exception for the whole thing. Yeah, uh, Jordan says your gravy takes from the other day with Josh Hodson. Yeah, I don't like gravy. Yeah, that's terrible. But I can't believe. I mean, that's terrible. Damn it! I don't know. I don't know. Are you I don't guys know ripping biscuits and gravy? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Oh Hodson gosh, and I were. But, yeah, the and, good take, boys. That's one of my favorite food items that exists. The, by Dave, our next mailbag question: Are the sixteen twenty food takes a bit? It's insane. It's insane how we all have our own little quirks yeah. with food. It's so fun. It, I love working there. God, we have just the best, the best food takes, except for the bad ones. Now I'm really trying to think of of like. Whoa, JB says I've never had mac and cheese, bro. <laughs> what, the, what the hell, wait, man? That's a, how is that wait, possible? That's a, that's almost what? worse than your things, Josh. That's way worse. He's never had it, Jack. <laughs> At least I've tried things. How is that possible? Oh, my gosh. I'm dying in the chat. Never had mac and cheese or soup. He's never had soup. How is it possible? Even when you're a kid, your parents force you to eat stuff. He's never eaten soup. What the hell? Is there a reason for this? Is it wild? You have like a soup allergy? Wild. That's crazy. What do you Travis, what the hell do you eat, man? Especially in winter. Oh my gosh, he's just extremely picky. Oh my gosh, that's like my daughter. She's twelve, but yeah, very picky. Wow, that's crazy. Information says if Josh never had cheeseburger, I could live on cheeseburgers because Jordan said that's worse than Josh and cheeseburgers. I love cheeseburgers. I didn't have one until I was like twenty-one, though. (laughs) Jamie, I've never had the vast majority of vegetables. What? (laughs) Wow. Jamie, what's your favorite food? Oh, he says uh, he eats a lot of red meat and junk food. Nice. I mean, that sounds like a solid diet. <laughs> wow. Steak and grilled chicken. Man, that's funny. Travis says, how did that happen? I don't know. For some reason, like, the melted cheese component just weirded me out with burgers. I have no idea. It's hard to explain. Oh, I, 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 and I didn't like I didn't like mashed potatoes, apparently, until 2014 when I tried them at Thanksgiving. And then I was like, why the hell haven't I been eating these? These are incredible. Just so stupid. I have an against the grain local take that is with probably the general grain of the person, but very online uh, people, online influencers, my peers, that's way out of the grain or out of the ordinary with the, uh, or excuse me, against the grain with my peers, is that I think Val's Pizza is good. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, that's a bad take. I think Val, Val's Pizza is good. Um, I think it's I think it's overpriced, but I think it's very good. Yes. Yeah. Jordan, runs a sandwich sucks. Couldn't agree more. Great take great take it's garbage well, it is go. so bad okay i totally 100 percent disagree with that the fries are tremendous though in that ranch oh my god yeah, so good see look at people yeah. i'm glad i got people who are i'm not necessarily in the alone val's bad the godfather's yeah, bad one. but like all my friends that i most all of the people that i interact with most on twitter they all d- like badly disagree with me on the valentino's thing so there have been I mean, Josh, there have been like 20 fights about this on Twitter. Oh, we've had many the of them years. over the years. Yeah, many of them. Yes. Many of them. This is why we need a food channel. We can have a food channel. I don't care. A lot of food channel right now. That's fine. All right. That's it. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Sorry to Brendan for the for all the time on tattoos. I know that that upset him early. I hope that that's okay for the tattoos. 
I'll and just... then we did like 30 minutes on the second topic. I don't Oh, the radio one. We did a lot of time on the radio. We were like, I looked at the clock, Jack, and I think we had answered two questions, and it was already like 8.40. There's just such good like, questions. Oh, we're, There's we're such good questions. I, they really are. Yeah, that actually. was a good time. I thought they were a super good variety of stuff. And Yep. And so Keep we'll coming. Whenever the chat sack fills up. <laughs> whenever I the, eat food sack. <laughs> whenever the chat sack fills up, we'll know it's time for another chat sack podcast i guess yeah i think we should try to do this like once a month i mean it might be hard during football season because there's so much things to talk about but once a month in the off season Thanks, I think dave. It's fun. i'll ask a worse question next time good thank you, you dave yeah we'll thank get a couple one word answers in right right <laughs> oh my gosh all the chats are just cracking me up at this point all right i'm gonna be back here on saturday morning for the saturday morning coffee and i'm bringing uh caleb henry with me so Nice. Uh, Josh is going to be out doing College World Series coverage, so Caleb and I will talk about the things that are going on and kind of introduce him to you. I, I think he'll he'll sub in with us other times on this too, and uh, who knows? Maybe we can figure out some other things to do with him once the once the season gets going as well. So that's coming up on Saturday, and then after that, Josh, I am going to be uh, not in the country. Yeah, you'll be gone next week. I'll be on with somebody. I've not reached out to anybody. Or maybe I'll just hang out here by myself. We'll uh, figure that out at a uh, later That's right. time. So this is I'll our last back. live show together. Just me. We're going to have content. But our last live show together until the Saturday morning coffee on July 8th, is it? No. Remember, I'm now out of town oh, for on, my bachelor party that So I'm weekend. doing. I'm getting a sub for that one, too. And yes. uh, so then the Wednesday, July yes. 12th. That's when we'll be back. Dang. But together. we are both we're gonna do them individually. We've got a couple of things in the can we're gonna share. Um, so we're gonna still have content all the time, but that's crazy. All right. Yeah, but geez. we'll be yeah. back. We will I'll, we'll be back refreshed when we're both back, ready to go, uh, and start because dang and we'll some be announcements and we'll finally decide oh, yeah. on Monday and Wednesday. So should we just let's see, can we announce our announce should we announce our announcements then on our first show yeah. back? Yeah. Yep, let's do that, that on the, that Wednesday, the July twelfth, because that'll be right before our uh, one year anniversary. So we'll make we'll make our announcements on July twelfth on Wednesday night. Okay, perfect, cool, perfect, cool, cool. cool. All right, awesome. we'll see y'all later. Stopping recording now.